0: You listening to CBJRadio.com, yet it's a free internet radio station that broadcasts out of the state of Wyoming, but it's worldwide. It's got brand new shows every day ranging from an all-independent artist shows to rock shows to hip-hop shows to 80s shows to glam metal shows. And don't forget about Retro Saturday Nights. Make CBJRadio.com the only internet radio station you listen to. Now, folks, I may not pull in enough listeners to get the big advertisers. But I'm not above doing ads on this show like you just heard. If you have a product that you think you would like me to talk about or hawk on this show, let me know. I have a Facebook page. You can private message me at the All My Friends with Justin Flaskrud Facebook page. Or if you know me, you can send me a text Or any other way, call me, whatnot. I do have an email, Rudaddy at hotmail.com. R-U-D-E-D-A-D-D-Y at hotmail.com. I've had that email since I think email was started. So I know you're probably laughing at the name, Rudaddy at hotmail.com. You can send me your advertising ideas for your product and maybe we can work something out. Now, hello, friends. How you doing? I've noticed that I've been talking about COVID vaccines and COVID a lot during my opens, not this time. All I have to say is, well, get vaccinated so we can end this stuff. I'm 47 years old. I don't make a lot of new friends these days. Not like I'm against it, but I really don't put myself in situations to add to my friends list. Now I started this podcast in hopes of traveling around the country and interviewing my friends face-to-face and that will still happen, but for now, it's on Zoom. My question to you is, as an adult, have you ever had a friend that is very demanding of your time, or they get jealous of your other friends? If so, how do you handle that? How do you even break up with a friend because they were a bad friend or an over-the-top jealous friend? Do you ghost them? Do you have a sit down and talk to them? What do you do when you have a bad friend and you finally realize that as an adult, it's kinda time to cut ties with them? I just wanna know what you do. If you have an idea or you know how to do this, hit me up on my Facebook page, All My Friends with Justin Flaskarude. Now today's guest is Lindsay Cundy. I wanna say her maiden name, but I don't, so that's why I kinda struggle with her regular married name. I truly can't remember the last time I saw Lindsay face to face. I just keep up with her life on Facebook, like a lot of people do with their friends these days. We're busy, some people have kids, some people are just you know, so busy with their jobs and such, and some people just don't even check Facebook anymore, but at least they have profiles, so it's great to check in on people that you've made some great memories with. Now, talking to her during the interview reminded me of all the good times we had when she lived here in Laramie, and a lot of them were uh, alcohol-inspired good times but still good times. Now, after having this interview, I think I need to go to Casper to have a reunion of sorts with all the friends I made while DJing at Lovejoys. I'm sure there are some stories to be told. And speaking of stories, let's get to the interview.
1: Billings, Montana, but raised in Cody and Powell.
0: Cody and Powell, so like just born in the hospital in Billings and then scooted on over or actually on there? <laughs> uh,
1: well, for about the first couple of years of my life, I lived up in um, Southern Montana and then um, moved to Riverton for a year, then Cody, um, and then Powell is where I graduated high school until I moved to Laramie for college.
0: Are your parents montanians or whatever or why so, um
1: my parents are divorced but my mom okay, yeah. my mom recently moved um r- unfortunately right before the pandemic started she uh-huh. moved to casper where i am now oh, okay. um, and then my dad and my stepmom are just about 22 miles east of red lodge so
0: okay okay i'm a product of a divorced family my parents got <laughs> divorced when i was six Mm-hmm. And I know my step-parents married my parents. They've been married longer than, than my parents were ever together. And so I'm always parents. like, I don't know how my parents got together. <laughs> um, I am glad they did. They made me, but I'm like, they're completely kind of opposite people. And they met in college type. time. I'm always like, they're hippies. <laughs> I was almost moonbeam or something. So luckily. Moonbeam. I yeah. Justin was good enough. I'm, I'm glad I got that one. And so. Um, probably what your earliest memories come from when living in Wyoming or just more Southern Montana at first?
1: Oh, no, really. Um, Wyoming, like I said, I was probably three when he moved to Riverton and four to Cody. So Cody's probably what I would say was my first, you know, what I can really remember. um, Yeah. Love that area. Still um, go up there for work quite a bit and always enjoy going that way Um, for those Um, people have been there. They know that there's heart mountain and whenever, you know, you come up over the hill and you see heart mountain, for some reason, it still feels a little like home. So that's good. Yeah.
0: Um, are you an only child? Do you have siblings?
1: I am an only child. I have, um, few stepbrothers and a stepsister, but I really didn't get them until I was old enough to drink. So, you know, (laughs) Yeah. um, um, in my early twenties, um, not that we're not um, close and don't love each other and things like oh, that, yeah. but uh, you know, it's I think it's a lot different than when you probably grow up with um, a step sibling. So,
0: yeah, I I have three sisters. <laughs> uh-huh. It's awesome, um, <laughs> one stepsister included in there. Um, so, but grew up with all of them. But there's a lot of age difference. My older sister is six years older than me. My youngest sister is 11 years older than me. Um, but And my mom was married three times. <laughs> and then my dad adopted my older sister. I never knew her not to have the same last name as me until she got married. And then my little sister is my mom and stepdad's kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we grew up with all of them, consider them sisters, don't really think about the logistics of everything. Same with the stepsister. Um, I think of our memories like my, uh, her mom, my stepmom, had a like a honda tiny civic i want to say <laughs> somehow the five of us fit in there i don't know how <laughs> like myself and my two sisters and then them in the front seat full adult like i couldn't imagine it to the day uh those family trips being i mean we're so bigger now that we all fit in that car plus luggage plus stuff we traveled with it was crazy i grew up in in oregon suburb of portland I Oregon, Gresham. yeah so i'm not like a native uh Laramie-ite or Wyoming so uh transplant but I've lived here most of my my life um I couldn't imagine living in another town but Laramie it's the smallest place I've ever lived because I lived in New York for a spell too and so um what and Cody like what kind of like activities are you into you obviously weren't chased around siblings and no. in the shadows so like what'd you get into as a kid
1: Well, as an only child, you know, my mother put me into like every activity there was. So I was a big swimmer. I did gymnastics. I did ballet, Um, you know, played any kind of sport that she pretty much uh, could put me in. Not that I excelled in many of them. (laughs) So, but, uh, you know, I kind of feel like that was um, a good way to do it. I feel like. It keep it kept me active you know it kept me maybe um i wasn't bored ever yeah
2: that's so, good
1: yeah i always think uh, that i can be alone now even over you know as i get older like i have no times or no problem spending time by myself if that makes sense just because i, I feel guess. like probably how i was raised yeah
0: I, I my mom always said i was entertained by my own shadow yeah. i have no problems being alone probably because i was the only boy <laughs> and there was such age difference between my siblings, myself, that, yeah, we kind of had all our own childhood, kind of. And so I could easily disappear, you know, into my bedroom for days on end at a TV. I had computer games and such. And yeah, I was very entertained by myself. Could go outside and do stuff. It was easy. And then next thing I know, I'd be like hanging out with my buddy. And he had five, you no, know, four brothers at the time. And I was like, I can't imagine this. This is, that is just pandemonium. Like, that's yeah. scary. That's crazy. Yeah. Lord of the Flies going on. So I was kind of glad that I, I didn't have that a lot. I didn't, my sister, older sister, of course, I always was trying to hang out with her and her friends for a long time. But after a while, I was like, I'm tired of that shadow and mm-hmm. uh, developed my own, my own friends and stuff like that. She was the original, I tell us there, but rude. Oh, yeah, no, she, really? Yeah. Um, we had a coach we shared eventually. Uh, it was our track coach. His name was Mr. Hudson. And uh, he called her rude because flask rude. Everybody shorts it down to rude. And uh, I came along a couple of years later and he was like, oh, you're rude's little brother. You'll be rude too. And I'm like, <laughs> I've always heard that. I'm Michelle's little brother. I'm rude's little brother. Yeah. Until I moved to Wyoming where nobody knew her. Yep. Like, and I had gained that nickname probably on my sophomore year of high school that eventually people were like, oh, you'll be rude now. Mm-hmm. shortening your last name down. And I was like, I didn't tell them I had it in Oregon or anything. It just grew organically. And I knew that was going to be the first tattoo I ever got was going to be rude for sure.
1: Nice. So you didn't introduce yourself in Laramie as rude? No. No, no just organically, like you said. Oh, that's yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. It was, I we were playing... We are in a gym class and it was one of my football teammates eventually was like, I'm tired. I can't call you flasker. I just end up spitting out rude. So you'll just be rude. And I'm like, works for me. Uh, I think I might've told people later on. I had it when I was younger. And they're like, oh, that didn't count. That's not, it's now in Laramie. So that counts here. So I was like, ah, oh, okay. <laughs> and so, um, were you academically inclined like into classes and such?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah was never like, I was not a straight A student, but I had decent grades. Um, what was I going to say? I always felt like I liked science. I liked math. Um, English, probably not my strong suit. But um, as far as that goes, yeah, I mean, there's certain things that um, I guess kept me entertained and busy. Um, I always like to say my poor mother, I'll throw her under the bus a little bit, um' she when growing up, I got two hours of television a week.
2: Whoa,
1: yeah, I you know, I like to say um, yes. <laughs> I was a deprived child, right, but you know, I read um things of that nature, uh, so yeah, I guess.
0: I guess if you only had two hours of TV, it would <laughs> definitely turn you into a reader or use your own imagination or, gosh, okay, now I got to figure out how to watch.
2: Mm-hmm. What am I going to
0: watch in those two hours? Yeah. That is crazy. Like, it was such a, <coughs> excuse me, a um instant babysitter, I, I swear. Oh, yeah. My mom, my parents got divorced and it was like, there were times when my mom was working and the TV kept me entertained until my older sister got home or my mom got home. And, but we only had what, four channels. There was none. Yeah. So it wasn't that much to watch anyway. So you weren't missing out with your two hours. I'm sure eventually I would do other things. And well, I I'll- made up
1: for it though, later in life, you know, as soon as I moved out of the house, let me tell you, the TV was always on.
0: <laughs> so. Oh, the moment we got cable, oh, like gosh. in TV and such. Yeah. That was a different story. Like, I couldn't get enough of it. And my friends got ahead of me. So I'd go to their house and be like, we're watching everything, 52 <laughs> channels or whatever it was. And I was like, we're watching everything. And so now I have thousands of channels and days I'll be like, oh, I'm bored. There's nothing on. <laughs>
1: yeah. I know, gosh. How is it that you could have a hundred channels and nothing is worth watching? <laughs> so, no, <laughs> I mean, like I always felt like there was always music on. Like, and even now, yeah, I'm never. I'm, there's always... If the TV's not on as background noise, if I'm driving, always have to have music on. And I think that's maybe the trade-off that I got. So.
0: Did, are you, were you one of those kids that recorded stuff off the radio, like waited for your favorite song? I, I don't know if you had mixtapes back then, but yeah.
2: Mixtapes, yes. Yeah, I,
0: I made a lot and be like, it kind of honed me as a DJ now, I really not try not to talk over the songs. Um, because I know people, they can go get them. But I was like, I hate when a DJ talks all over the songs. I know, right? So I try not to do that as much uh, in my DJ shows. But I was like, well, people can go out and download these songs anyways. But I don't want to talk all over their favorite part Yeah, and everything. So yeah, I did a lot of that. The music was definitely um, like, yeah, without TV, with only four channels and you being limited. was If that was the option, I was taking it. Of course, I was listening to everything vinyl um that was a little bit older my sister had all the vinyl she won a top 145s for the week like that week like as a radio contest you called in and you had to name the top 100 and she wrote them all down and called in and won and so (laughs) i say say we because i played those 45s all the time too and had a bunch of like music like that Mm -hmm. Um, i wonder if she still has them she says she has our parents vinyl and so I never got into collecting the vinyl. It was yeah. never my
1: thing. And that was like with my dad. You know, we listened to yeah. a lot of records. You know, I mean, it was Michael Jackson, Journey, um, The Eagles, of course. I mean, of course, I always felt like I was listening to. <laughs> probably still am to this day, you know, a decade or two behind what's in. But <laughs> you know, it's good.
0: <laughs> the Eagles were the the bridge my parents had between my music and their music when I eventually was broke out and was doing my, listening to my own stuff. Um, they, I would be in car trips and I'd always have my headphones on. I'd be like, Oh, you got Eagles on. Yeah. I'll listen to this. <laughs> and uh, my dad is, a, is a d- big Jimmy Buffett fan. And so I was like, God, these songs are funny, kind of corny. I'll listen to them. Um, and I, I, I like Jimmy Buffett a lot because of my dad. A lot of my friends make fun of me for being into Jimmy Buffett, but, Yeah, it was just reminds me of driving with my dad and Eagles with my mom and stepdad for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, it's because they were big country music fans and I wasn't yet. Uh I like the stuff I like. I can't say I'm the greatest country fan now, um, but I like what I like. And so like a lot of the stuff, they kind of would slide in there with some Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash and stuff like that. Um, I couldn't name the top five country artists right now if I tried. (laughs) And so, and being a music guy that I am, I'm like, ah. And our, and our old station used to be called Cowboy Joe Radio. Now it's not. It's cbjradio.com. For those of you people listening, go listen to that station. It's free. Uh, and so, um, well, that's good. I'm, I'm always happy that you had a musical household. Uh, did that inspire you to play instruments or sing in the choir or anything?
1: Um, there are some, you know, gifts I was just not given. <laughs> musical talents... Um, We're not that I am not artistic at all. I always say I can't draw a stick figure. I can't carry a tune. And I definitely can't play an instrument. So as much as I would love, I would love to be one of those people that could, you know, play guitar really well or something like that. Or, you know, even sing on key, but just is not going to (laughs) happen.
0: I understand. I'm sure you're like me and, and my best singing is done in the shower. In exactly. The, yeah. In the car. In the car. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I've, I've tried my hand at karaoke a few times and truly hate it, hate my <laughs> singing. So I'm like, lesson learned, no matter how drunk you are, don't do it no. to myself. I know people that are really good at it, so I let them sing karaoke when they get the chance and stuff. And okay. right.
1: happy birthday. So, you know, we're there you
0: going. go. There you go. Yeah. Hey, it's all right. We can <laughs> sing in our cars and loud and hopefully nobody hits pause on the music because then we're just there <laughs> hanging in the wind. Uh, so growing up, yeah, kind of TV's not a distraction. So you're getting the good grades uh, <laughs> and a uh, reasonable athlete there. And did you, did you play sports all the way through high school and such?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I swam and played basketball. Um, and, of course, some of my greatest friends in college, that's kind of how we met was intramural sports or pickup games yeah. every day. And um, kind of, I feel like Wyoming, um, I, know, I mean, a lot of places do, but Wyoming really has a lot of um what am I trying to say um sports are a big deal in oh, these yeah. small towns you know what yes. I mean? yeah I don't know why I couldn't spit that out but <laughs> you know what I mean um it's it, it's kind of something that bonds you you're like oh I hate them too or <laughs> you know, like oh they kicked their ass but you know it was yeah
0: well it's a it, it's a small community I mean <laughs> we have the same area code all throughout yeah. the state 307 and um but then also, when you spend time playing against these other teams for four or five years, or even through from junior high on, you know you get to know them kind of. But yet, I got to know the guys I played against or played with later on because I played on all all star teams with them, or I met them yeah at the University of Wyoming. And, you, you know, you're like, oh, this guy knows this guy. And then and next thing you know, like, oh, yeah, we used to play each other in football. You're really good. Or, you know, I kicked your ass. Stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't recall getting – making any – because any friendships through football while I played with <laughs> other teams. Because a lot of people went to University of Miami football camp. And <laughs> I would go away for the summer. And so oh, okay. I wouldn't – I would go to Oregon and see my dad and such. And so I wouldn't do the camps. And the next thing you know, you'd be playing. They're like, Oh, there's this guy on that team. He's supposed to be really good. And I'd be like, so yeah. like, I was like, I have no idea who yeah. he is. The coach didn't say anything like, Oh, he's really good in camp. I was like, bring it on. I don't, yeah. Whatever. I'm not intimidated by that at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I didn't, you know, get to build my name, but I didn't let those big names influence me, but it was nice to play in like a community like that. And, and later on you you meet these people. And so, you clearly went to University of Wyoming. Was that the choice? Was that the first spot you wanted to go to, or did you apply to colleges around because you had those good grades going on? Um.
1: Well, again, I grew up in Powell, and my mother yeah. wanted me to walk across the street to Northwest College. Oh yes, yes. And um, I was ready to go. You know, leave the town, um, yeah. things of that nature. Um. And I can't, rem- gosh, I mean, I know I probably applied for other places. Um, you know, it was probably like Billings. Yeah.
2: Nothing-
1: I, I just, I don't think um, I would have done well farther away. Does that make sense? Yes. So I liked the fact that I was, even though it was a drive, I was, a, I could drive home if I really wanted to for the weekend or something like that.
0: Makes sense. My parents were just across town, but they, they were like, uh, I, UW wasn't my first choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, uh, exhausted all options. Like get, I got recruited for football, but I just no, no places where I was like, like, they could be like, you could walk on. And I was like, I can walk on to UW. No, I'm not walking on at your small school. And everyone that every school I got recruited by, I'd go see my teammates and they were just gigantic. And most coaches were like, I thought you were taller. I was like, oh, I can't do that. It's about the same height I'm going to be.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I mean, yeah. it was on some muscle, but I'm never going to grow, you know, yeah. three inches. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I'm not going to be able to do that. And so, if you have the university, if you have a Wyoming diploma, you could get into the University of Wyoming when I was going to school. So, and my mom worked there. My stepdad worked there. And it was, so it was an easy end. But then my mom was like, you're going to live in the dorms. Uh, you know, you're not going to live at home. You're going to go have a college life. Mm-hmm. experience that but yes we're here for you you know come see us laundry I did there and all that and that and stuff so, oh this is one of my favorite stories <laughs> well yeah laundry is nice um I had a one o'clock curfew in high school which for some people like wow it's crazy but I didn't drink or anything so it was rarely ever pushed to the limit and uh I go home, come home to visit <laughs> all the way you know from the dorms and I remember walking out the door my mom's like, be home by one. And I laughed just, ha. ha, ha. I think I laughed like <laughs> coming in at two in the morning, whenever I did the next, I was laughing, laugh and the next morning I was still laughing. She's like, yeah, I thought that might work. And I was like, no, I was like, I have no curfew. And I go, it might work with my, my sisters.
2: Mm-hmm. Girls
0: get treated so differently. But like, But it really didn't work with me. She's like, I know you like Jedi mind tricked me. Like, <laughs> get out of that one and she's like because you're a boy Mm -hmm. and it's easy to let you go out into the world and cause havoc than my daughters and I was like yep I know it's not fair but it is what it is and so you're just far enough away from your hands so what did you think of Laramie when you first moved here
1: um you know I actually loved Laramie the campus itself I feel like has changed immensely you know, used to be able to drive around Prexy's Pasture when we were, oh, like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they didn't have the new library or the new isn't there a new classroom building, things of that nature. Um, you know, and I, I really liked it. Um, I guess probably the hardest thing for anyone who goes there is the winters. You know, oh yeah. So, <laughs> um, but now I live in Casper, where the wind always blows. So.
2: Yeah, Is, it more, in, in Is oh, yeah. it
1: more than Laramie? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're probably similar to Cheyenne, I guess. Um, but I feel like, wow, well, especially you guys, gosh, you guys get blocked in all the time, too. Um, snow closes down the interstate, closes 287, and you're not going yes. anywhere.
0: Yeah. I, I always I'm like, uh, is that a newer thing or is it like a safety thing? Cause I was like, I never noticed it when <laughs> I was in my twenties and thirties, but now it seems like every, Oh, snow. No, we got to shut down the roads. And I'm like, yeah, we're shutting down the roads. <laughs> but I was like, I guess that's a safety thing. It's good. I, I know I've driven on 80 way too many times where it shouldn't have been open and I shouldn't have been driving. And oh, but yeah. I, I had to Cheyenne. Yeah, it was it's terrible. <laughs> And so I'm glad nowadays. Like, yeah, I've got the experience to do it, but I don't have the desire to drive. Yes,
2: it exactly. Yeah. Wyoming roads are fun.
0: Yeah. And so, like, did you, okay? What dorms did you live in? Did you live in the dorms right
1: away? 11 or Hall. Never forget that one.
0: Nice, nice. Yes. I lived in McIntyre. I lived there two years. I was a glutton, um, oh, just yeah. because my second year the. Apartment thing fell through, and so I went back to the dorms and I had a single room, which was easy. Second floor, and so my door was right by the exit. Mm-hmm. So the exit went right down to the street. So I barely ever went past the main desk people.
1: Oh yeah, because we
0: would just prop it open. Yeah, We'd stick a rock in the door, and uh, it would stay open. Everybody kind of had the same idea to do that. So. I never had a uh, dorm experience because I was also from Laramie. So I knew where all the parties were at, you know, and people, it was, so I didn't, did you get a chance to have that dorm experience? Do you meet some cool people and such?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, actually one of my really good friends to this day, um, was across the hall from me. And for some reason, um, she ended up just like you did, um, her sophomore year, I think her housing plans fell through and she ended up across the hall from me. So here we are.
2: So, yeah, that's good.
1: Days, still friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I think uh, for sure. I mean, we had a pretty good RA, he was pretty forgiving. <laughs>
0: so. That's good. We only got, I got yelled at once with my old we're, we're our first roommate. Um, I think we came home from a UW basketball game and we had a Nerf basketball
1: hoop
0: Uh uh, set up. We had bunk beds. And and so we'd shoot it around every once in a while. But that night we decided that we were going to make every basket by using our feet, like throwing it in or grabbing it and throwing it with our foot and jumping around. So the people below us weren't too happy with that scenario. And yeah, they're like, you know what time it is? Like, all right. And we're like, oh, yeah, I guess that is pretty late to be jumping around. We were making some amazing shots by knocking in with our feet. (laughs) I will say, uh, and it, he was a guy from Laramie, but at first we both had roommates that were from, I can't remember where they're from, mine was from Germany and he was 21, but I already had a fake ID. So that wasn't a, an issue, but I hung out with this other guy and I didn't know him in high school, 300 students. Oh yeah. It's really hard to get to know everybody in your graduate, 300 students in my graduating class. And uh, I knew of him, but we didn't really hang out. And we got to know each other by just being on the same floor and everything. And, and so eventually his roommate moved out. So I was like, I'll move in. My roommate already had a guy ready to roll in. So it all worked out for the best. And so it was a good time. And and being able to have his roommate and friends, we all knew Laramie people and stuff. And uh, But otherwise, once again, yeah, did not have the true dorm experience. I mean, besides like, eating in Washakie and all that walking to classes and such. But I mean, I, my friends, two of my best friends now, um, three of my best friends are all from Laramie. I went to high school with them, but we're not friends with them in high school.
2: Yeah. And
0: we became solid friends in college. So, uh, that was good. They didn't ever live in the dorms. I know, I don't know how they got around it. I guess if you were from Laramie, you didn't always have to live in dorms. Now Mm -hmm. it's a rule for sure that you have to live there. For your first year unless you're like a transfer from like a junior college or
2: something okay
0: and so i think i know i've worked there for 17 years i should know so i don't know anything about dorms i mean kids huh? i just yeah. my friends have kids that are there and i'm like what dorm oh yeah i've been in that one don't really remember the layouts or anything like that maybe the old pictures but i you wouldn't believe it i know the last time you were here um they're tearing they tear down tore tear down tore down wild hall which is where like ROTC was. It was across from the graveyard. Um,
1: oh, okay.
0: Yeah. It was what my office was there for a couple of years when I was in outreach school and they still are working on that. And I think the plan is to put new cooler dorms there.
1: Oh, like really? to have like
0: sweets and stuff like that. Not the.
1: Got the good food and the good dorms after I leave. What the heck? Yes.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my um, employees that are students and we're going into the fine arts building. It's really nice built. It's right by the American Heritage Center. And I was like, You guys have the best campus. Mm-hmm. My campus was never this way. And they're like, Where was your campus? And I'm like, This one. Yeah. You dub. And they're <laughs> like, what? And I'm like, in the 90s, isn't you somehow? They found some money. And next thing you know, you guys have all this kick-ass buildings and equipment and, and it's awesome. You're lucky. You oh know, yeah. They hand out the PowerPoints ahead of time. I had to write them all down. This is just nonsense. Mm. So, were you, uh, did you maintain your good academia as you rolled in from? Well,
1: uh, to to it college? went up and down, <laughs> to be <laughs> honest. You know, um, I think by the end, I just needed to get out of town, <laughs> too, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, I was, when I was done, it was like, yeah, thank goodness. Um, no, but i mean i still enjoyed coming back i i yeah. was i saw Gigi not too long ago i went oh, into accomplice yeah. and had some lunch and we always come down for a football game or two and um sometimes i've been to a few basketball games in the past few years so well well pre-2020 i should say that
2: <laughs>
0: yeah well what was your major i even god what did you did you have many <laughs> yes
1: of course <laughs> <laughs> Um, it ended up being communications. Um, okay. I, I started out in dietetics um, and then marketing and econ and then communication. I just, to be honest, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I understand.
1: Yeah. You know, I was always jealous of those people that, you know, really knew what they wanted to do and had the drive to do it. Um, just because, you know, it, it's hard being... 18 moving away from your home and you know you're getting up on your own you're you know oh, yeah. yourself to class on your own all these things that was never really an issue for me but you know when i got sick mama wasn't there to get me some soup <laughs>
2: was, oh yeah
1: it, it's 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 a different um definitely a different time in your life and it's either people I feel like either really excel and I think the rest of us just kind of struggle a little bit. So. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I, my mom and my parents didn't, they weren't like running a tight ship. Like watch whatever I'm at, however much TV I wanted to or anything. <laughs> and and I, my mom went like, I had a bedtime, of, like nine 30. And really eventually well, she was like, go to bed whenever. Yeah. And I sports and school tuckered me out. So. Like 9.30 was perfectly acceptable for me if I wasn't asleep earlier than that. And then so you go to college and then you eliminate the athletics from my life. Exactly. And I have a big hole in my life, which I think I filled with alcohol. And <laughs> uh, and then like, oh, eight o'clock biology class. Oh, maybe not today. You know, that <laughs> exactly. kind of option. Exactly. Thing. Yeah, it took a little bit. I always say I went to college for a couple people. because. <laughs> I, this one guy I knew he went in three years he graduated in three years and now he's a doctor mm-hmm. you know and I'm like well I did two of those and I'm only I have a bachelor's so mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun for both of us
2: yeah and
0: uh, I stuck with broadcasting I had no idea that that's what um I was gonna do uh, my, my stepdad kind of guided me into the world of it but mostly because like he was like well it's an intern for me it's an easy a I'll mm-hmm. take this broadcasting class it, it'll be easy and Yes, that was the great part of the, the major yeah. was the broadcasting stuff, but the other stuff, like statistics and oh, research
2: terrible. Even yeah. though now
0: I use statistics to win uh, arguments and such to prove mm. my point. So <laughs> I like that. And then um, I know enough Spanish to probably get me killed in Mexico. <laughs> and yeah, like stuff like that and uh, but yeah, I had no idea. Like, and then I was like, wow, I'm going to go work at a TV station. Like this is, seems like there should be more to this degree than doing that. And I did that for a little bit, but it was, um, it, it just, it was interesting and it was mostly, and then my dad, my stepdad would tell me, Hey, they just want to see you can jump through the hoops. That's mm-hmm. what your degree is. And if you show that you can do about any job out there in the world, cause you have these skills and I'm like, okay, Sure yeah and uh yeah i guess i do now i'm in work in it and everybody's like well it's the same thing i'm like no it's not tv and (laughs) technology is totally different and it is technology and i do use video and such but a lot of different things go on in my job and working with tv i wish it was just that still but uh yeah i almost was a marketing major because i did deca in high school on your high school yeah (laughs) I was the president of DECA my senior year. I was into it. I liked it. I wasn't that good at the competitions and such, uh, but I thought that was going to be a major of mine. Uh, Now it seems really hard. I'm glad I did broadcasting and everything. (laughs) All right, like communications. I knew people that ended up in communications. And and I'd always joke with them. I was like, So what are you going to do? Like talk to people and stuff? (laughs) They're like, "Yeah." Yeah. Yeah. So, um, While you're, you know, here in Laramie, mm-hmm. um, did you work in high school? Did you have jobs and such? I or did. did.
1: I up? had a job for as long as I okay. can remember, to be honest. Um, um, starting, like, I think in eighth grade, I started working at Athletes Foot and Powell. And oh, so wow. I didn't sell shoes there, but I did screen printing. So I did shirts um, for, you know, all the first of all, the sports teams and everything like that. Um, And then as I got older, I I ended up selling shoes. And then most of college, I was either waitressing or um, in that kind of hospitality type industry. so, which I think everybody should have to do. Some yeah. have to wait tables at some point in their yes. life. You will have a greater appreciation for those poor people out there. So, um, I no. never did.
2: Never I did. never
0: waited tables, but I you know, worked at Love Choice. Um, but I saw what they went through. Um,
2: uh-huh.
0: I, my older sister was a server and all that waitress. All, and so I heard about a lot of it and then worked around it a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I understand. I get the gig and uh, I will yell at people for servers and such if I got to. Because <laughs> I'm like, come on. Yeah. You know? And, but yeah, I think that it's a good idea. Everybody should should spend some time working in in the <laughs> service, in the food service industry. And then they'll realize, like, <laughs> it's, so cool. it's not as easy as it looks, they would say.
2: Exactly.
0: And uh, I will, because I remember... Um, I was out in New York and I was working odd jobs with my TV job and I, my friends all worked at a restaurant and, and they were like, you should be a server with us. And I was like, my memory is terrible. Like <laughs> I was like, I would write to write down everything. And after a while that just would slow things down. And they are like, once you learn the menu and there's only X amount of things people can order, you pretty much got it. And I was like, sure. I don't believe you. My head's not still into it. And so, but I'd watch you guys, yeah, and, and do it awesomely and uh, yeah, okay. listen to a bunch of nonsense from from people trying to eat and stuff. Or, oh, uh, yeah, it's terrible. I hear the war stories and everything, but I never rolled silverware. I used to be like, no, I'm the talent, I'm the DJ, I don't roll
2: silverware.
0: <laughs> do your own jobs, but like, go carry my equipment if you want to make this an equal thing.
1: <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah, no, gosh. I know. And the pe- love joys. I just, gosh, yeah. so many people made friends with so many people through love joys. Um, oh, yeah. In fact, I saw Cameron about six weeks ago, seven weeks ago.
0: Oh, wow. I haven't seen him forever.
1: Yes. Dustin and Natalie Beck live here in Casper and I see them. Trent and Colby Butler. So, um, oh, yeah. There's, yeah, some people that I still kind of stay in touch with or, you know, hang out with the Cameron was just a fluke deal. I went to one of his restaurants and they happened to be short staffed and he was there. And I was like, well, this is a treat. So (laughs) nice.
0: Nice. Yeah, I haven't seen him a while. Gigi lives on the same street as me. Okay. So it was right up the block. And so I see him like M and Rachel all the time, wave and stuff. Um, I've been an accomplice a few times. I went to their, it's always nice to have people in the restaurant industry because I went in there soft open. Mm -hmm. I knew a couple saw, when he saw opened uh, Ribbon Shop, I went to their soft open and then he did Accomplice and I went to that one. So Mm -hmm. it's always nice to to be friends with people, you know, in the industry Mm -hmm. and everything. And when he was at Ribbon Shop is probably one of the closer restaurants, bars to my house. So we'd go there all the time and we made Mm ends with the, the wait staff and all that general managers. Then he left And then our cool people left and I was like, we don't go back there anymore. We were just there. That's one of the first places I've gone and eaten uh, without a mask since I've been vaccinated and everything. So yeah, it's nice to get out. It's weird to get out sometimes. I was like, we're going to be so socially awkward when we're (laughs) out around here. Like going without a mask right now on campus is weird. But now we're it's yeah, I went to the library was the first time I'd gone out and because milk was in town. Mm-hmm. And from Dallas, I haven't seen him in 10 plus him. years.
1: And Brett's wedding. Yeah. So
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, even yeah. actually, I saw him at a uh, Frontier Days coming out of the Outlaws. I was going in one time. <laughs> I'm like, what are the chances? That I ran into <laughs> you. and mean, we were both wasted and everything, but it had been a while. And so he was on podcast a few podcasts ago, two ago, I think. So if people want to listen to that one, Dan Del Corio is his real name, as everybody calls him <laughs> and everything. But yeah, he's a good interview. Doing well out there in Dallas. He got his hair all long. What's everything. he
1: doing in Dallas now?
0: He, I think. Well, he works in the bar industry. Okay. A little bit. Like, see him hawk. You know, advertise a lot of things. And then uh, he's renovating a house. I, that's going on. Um, I can't remember what else. I don't know. We didn't like. I didn't even talk about half that stuff. I, know, I was like, and then are podcast, we really didn't get into it. I was like, cause we talked like an hour and a half and I was like, we're going to have to save your Dallas life for another podcast mm-hmm. at one time.
1: Milk part two. Huh?
0: Yeah. There are just some people. Yes. That, 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 happens. Um, I mean, he was one of them where like, I mean, just getting recruited and playing football at the university of Wyoming's
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then a whole hour we could go into that whole thing. And so, uh, yeah, he was like a freshman, to my me being, I guess, would be a senior at the time. And I lived with football players, uh, senior football players when he came in. And so, like, I knew who Dan Del Corio was, and I wasn't a big fan of his. <laughs> but then I moved away and came back, and some of my other friends are good friends with him. And they got to meet Milk, and he's a great guy. I love that guy and, and had a lot of fun. But, like, I was like, Dan Del Corio? Who's that? And yeah, Yeah, yeah he's such a great dude. So listen to that podcast, people. Sorry, got off on that little sidetrack. But yes, working at Lovejoys, you meet a lot of great people. How long did you work
1: there for? Was um, it two and a half years? Something of that nature. Yeah. Um, long enough to, you know, again, make some great friends through there. Um, I have to move my car every you know morning because i walked home and then had to come make sure that i didn't get a ticket
0: (laughs) yeah um, we sure could have used uber back then
1: no kidding right
0: i figured we'd have somebody on the payroll like we just have an uber guy to us or girl whoever however do it like this is the group you're going to pick up every night in this order okay
1: (laughs) I work Thursday through Sunday please <laughs>
0: yeah yeah I'm gonna need you to come get me and take me back to you know when I need to go to work
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah I, I drive uber in Laramie well I did before pandemic um, I'll let the other people get that make the money that need it I don't necessarily need it as much but I have fun doing it. it's a great way to talk with people and I, I talk with drunks well <laughs> and, you know being a DJ and everything. I spoke their language.
1: Is Safe ride still running?
0: There It is. I see it all the time and everything. So, yes. Great. And, uh, but I guess I'd heard through the grapevine that DUIs were up this year, this last year. And I was like, what? We all have all this great transportation to get you home. But I guess there wasn't as much Ubers no. out, I guess. It was hard to get. It was really hard to get on, like, New Year's this year. Because um, mm-hmm. people like me are like, no, no, I'm not driving. No, no, I'm good.
1: Well, alcohol sales were through the roof, so. Yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> I was fortunate that I didn't, I decided during pandemic that I was going to work on my immune system, drop some weight, didn't really drink all that much until January of this year. And I was like, no, I'm done. Like, yep. I'm going to start boozing now. Like, I'm going to be home. I'm going to get drunk a little bit. And so, yeah.
1: Great. You look great. I saw your pictures from, you said, you know, on Facebook and stuff like that. You look Great. Congratulations.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I wish I would have known what I've known about like my health Uh years ago. I don't know if I would have listened to that stuff, but I guess I I wish I had known what to do Mm a lot longer ago and done it, but I was too busy doing, having more fun. And, uh, (laughs) And like, I always would tell people like, the pandemic forced me like to sit at home and i was like i actually got time to like reflect on a 40 some years of my life and i was like yeah, that was interesting where things that were just flying by into that moment and i'm like oh i gotta sit on my couch for a while think about what just happened and so it's amazing
1: when you cook for yourself too you know i mean when you have to cook for yourself um probably a little more conscious decisions than
0: yeah and like when i moved to this house um, it was my parents' house before there's no close by bars. There's no <laughs> stores or anything. And so like before like Uber and all that stuff, it was hard to like, you had to plan out your night and how to get home and how to get back and all that. And I was like, well, how about you just don't drink? Yeah. And that kind of started my track down, really not drinking as much. Uh, still like, yeah, I'll get drunk. I'm not one that opposes or anything. I just don't do it as much. And, uh, I always, I'm I go, I'm a, uh, I'm a weak drinker these days or a sad drinker because I just don't do it as much. I'm trying to get a little bit of tolerance back (laughs) because it's summertime and got to be able to hang and not be like, it's 10 o'clock. I'm going home. So (laughs) yeah, it's, it, yeah, it was, uh, it changed. I was already starting to like change like life habits and stuff and everything. Before it happened, it just kind of really started showing during the pandemic. Everyone's like, oh, my God, what'd you do? Are you all right? Is your health okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. God, just God. chose to you know, sleep better, mm-hmm. uh, eat better, try to exercise. Well, you can't really go to gyms that much. You couldn't. Um, some home exercise stuff. But it was mostly uh, my job, too, kept me walking a lot. And I guess that's good for you. And then when you get one of these Fitbits. Oh, uh, yeah you're tracking you get that obsessive nature and everything
1: apple watch there you go yes
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) like does it have the sleep numbers and everything like you got x amount of sleep they give you a score
1: no but i got a mattress that says that (laughs) ah gotcha
0: (laughs) mine it's like yeah it's like you got an 83 last night and so i'm like what do i got to get to do a 90 like where do i what kind of melatonin when do i got to start sleeping like it's funny like (laughs) trying to win at sleep, that competitive nature in me. So I'm like, I hear if you actually get a good night's sleep, like you're productive and all that stuff. And so I've never felt not rested, but I just want to have the best sleep score. So yeah, you know, obsessive nature and stuff like that. Um,
1: Wow. Competitive too. So yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so uh, rolling back to when you left Laramie, yeah, yeah. You know, like I just had to get out of town.
1: <laughs> it's a black hole sometimes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's all. It seems to be like a boomerang. Like mm-hmm. I'm surprised you lasted in Casper this long. Sometimes this place just sucks you back.
1: Oh you yeah, know how, uh-huh. yeah. Well, and in fact, I did um, about ten years ago. I was not happy with my job, and so I went back to school, and I had your stepdad for oh, yeah. your class. So, um just trying to, you know, figure out what I wanted to do with my life. I, After college, I moved to Billings um, just to be closer to my family and um, had the opportunity through um, one of our mutual friends, Carol, to uh, move back to Wyoming, move to Casper and um, was in a position for about four years that I really enjoyed. I traveled a lot with it, um, but it, it just wasn't fulfilling by any means. Does that make sense? Um, yes. So I took a year off, lived off my savings and um, just kind of tried to figure out what did I wanted to do with my life. And I've been, I am now a wine broker. I've been a wine broker for um, a major brokerage for about nine years now. So again, um, I learned after college, I worked at a bank. I am not a behind the desk (laughs) kind of person, like Uh same place every day kind of person. And so I really enjoy my job just because now I'm out and about and I get to see a ton of people like I said um, I have a section of Wyoming that I travel to quite often and so um, minus the bad roads can't complain
0: I think my niece is that down in Dallas um, Fort Keller area Um, but what goes into being a wine broker what do you got to do on a daily basis
1: Oh, just gotta smile and say. No, <laughs> um, it's you know you gotta know your products. You Gotta know um, your customer needs. I got a husband out of the deal, you know. There you go. <laughs> so, um, sold um, to his family. They have a bar and liquor store, and um, really just knowledge is probably one of the biggest things. But I mean, it's sales. In the yeah. you know, in the end, it's sales So, um,
0: does yeah. so your company has like a particular set of wine? Like okay,
1: yep, go, we have, go
0: push this to the liquor stores. Or yep. uh, liquor yeah, stores. we
1: have a huge portfolio. Um, we have things that are state listed. So Wyoming's a lot different than most other um, states in the nation. We are completely controlled by the state oh, government.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, where other states are open and so they can pretty much sell what's out of their warehouse Um, we can sell anything in our portfolio but if it's listed if you order it today you can get it tomorrow but if it's special order it can take like four to six weeks
0: okay gotcha that that mean yeah and so like how big is your region
1: um it used to be a lot bigger um but we um hired travis down there. Um, so, but I have Cody Powell, Casper, Douglas, Buffalo, Sheridan, Worland, Thermopolis, I say Gillette. So it just yeah. kind of the North, um, Eastern portion of the state, somewhat central. So Newcastle. Are you,
0: are you traveling every day then?
1: Um, I travel probably about three days a week. Um, and then I'm in Casper, the other two, um, usually, um, one day is, you know, your prep. You got to get ready for your week. You're making appointments. You're getting your stuff out. And, I mean, and then yeah, for the rest of the week, I'm. I've gone through a few cars, you know, just <laughs> yeah, a few miles. So yeah, i talked a lot of it. Yeah,
0: and so you mentioned during this this career, you met your husband. Yes. Um, someone that
1: puts up with my crap all the time.
0: <laughs> and so. I, You said you had an account with him, but like, was he the guy that like saw you come in? You're like, we got to get married, or like, how did this come together?
1: Uh, So he is actually in IT as well. He has his own Ah. his his own IT tech company, but um, he also um, does his parents' um, IT, um, where they have kind of this. This, what am I trying to say? The store of many facets. So it's right. um, Keyhole Technologies, the um, traffic control company. They also have an outdoor living com- section where they sell hot tubs and grills and outdoor furniture. And then um, my sister-in-law runs um, that and the bar and liquor store. And so back when you could do tastings and things of this yep. nature, um, I would see him in there and we would talk and one thing led to another. And after over three years, I broke him down and he finally said he'd marry me or you know? <laughs> asked me to marry him. You
0: know? Nice. Yeah. I broke him down. I did. I broke him down. Whatever. <laughs> three years. Wow, yeah. at least I, you didn't get rushed into getting married. Like, that's no. good.
1: No, 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 no. No. So,
0: and so. loves
1: him. So. Yeah. Pets, kids. We have a dog named Scotch. How nice. Butterscotch. It's yellow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, kids hopefully one day. Yeah. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't want kids. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean I've been with my girlfriend almost 10 years.
1: I was gonna say, yeah. I thought I just saw something. Was it yeah?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we met on Plenty of Fish, the website. Oh, okay. Yeah, online. Well, I mean, as I mean, I'm when I came and back and was DJ and hanging out, I was 10 years older than about everybody. And mm-hmm. after a while, it's nice to meet college girls, but
1: yeah. eventually
0: I'm a whole lot older than them. Yeah. And uh, and so I was like, I or they graduate and leave town like everyone should. I mm-hmm. get that. And so started looking there and uh, she owns uh, the funeral here, here in Laramie. She bought it a couple of years ago. And so, uh, that's been, death has been a huge part of our lives and everything. Uh, actually her being in it made me so much more comfortable with death and such. Like, I don't, I feel that's it's really yeah. Interesting. yeah. I used to be such freaked out about it a whole lot more, but I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. everybody's going to die. That's kind of
1: death and taxes.
0: Yeah. yeah that's what's going to happen. Uh, it, it's kind of punishing. It, it's when you have like the young kids, um, that pass away way too early in
2: life that's horrible yeah yeah
0: Yeah. like one that when i first um went into the funeral home and she showed me around they had a small like three-year-old but in the casket was tiny. i was like no i was like i was like my job is zeros and ones and i like yeah like like, like, technology i was like i'm not i can't handle this kind of stuff i was like i get it when you're older Happens, but that kind of tore me up a little bit. Um, I was like, uh, and nowadays I've worked the few funerals here and there, no kid funerals since or anything like that. But um, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of tough, and it would be a tough job to have. And I'm glad that she's in the industry. She has she deals with helps people in their their worst times and need and everything.
1: And, so and uh, special kind of person for sure because I mean that is you know yeah you have to be very sensitive. Two people's feelings, but you also have to be there.
2: Yeah,
0: and yeah, and it's a business too, so you got to yeah. incorporate it home. Um, and it, it, for a little while, we used to walk down the street, and I we get stopped, and be like, "Oh my God, DJ Ruda!" And people going, oh, yeah. And the further I got away from, from DJing at bars and such, it's her. They get stopped. You took care of my grandma or mom or oh, dad and everything. That's wonderful. Oh, they rave about her. I mean, she, it's she does a great job. She's a great mm-hmm. part of the community. And everything um so yeah 10 years bought my parents old house and we have two cats she's like i don't want kids and i was like i don't really has never thought about it like mm-hmm. i'm sure other relationships in my life might have led to kids but i was like eh, yeah not really the thing um and i was like and i don't want to be an old dad so i was like that window's passed. and so she has nephews and and niece and stuff that are younger so we can spoil them all mine are much older so
2: yeah
0: they don't get quite as swelled as much and uh yeah it's uh it's also nice because i we, we'll wake up in the morning and i'll be like do you hear that and she's like what and i'll be like that's the sound of no kids
2: <laughs> <clears throat>
0: and so yeah it's uh but it's not uh, the roles of you that want to have them or have them more power <laughs> to you can't wait to see your guys and she'll be awesome um, i got a
1: dog that wakes me up at five thirty. it doesn't matter
0: <laughs> yes I think animals prepare you for that. Um, mm-hmm. Ours roll in around, yeah, 536. Um, the female cat, she's really close with Tia. And it's funny because she cuddles up to her, gets on the back of her head. It's crazy. Mine will jump under my arm. And, uh, and so, yeah, they wake us up early just to kick us out of bed. They're just like, you guys got to go. <laughs> Our turn to sleep in bed because you're going to work. And we're like, Thanks. We warmed up the spot for you. Yeah. I I don't think cats are nocturnal, but they like to do stuff at night, tear up the house, rearrange things. (laughs) And so it's funny. I mean, I've never, I didn't grow up with cats, grew up with dogs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I had an ex-girlfriend that had a cat and I was like, oh, they're easy. I want a pet.
2: Mm -hmm. And,
0: uh, I mean, he was great, uh, for me to come home at night and it was, gave me something like that didn't create me, make me such the wild, crazy guy. And, uh, so, but I had to learn so much about how to raise a cat and he broke all the rules. Like my favorite one, like I wanted to keep him off my counters. Yeah. And so I put tinfoil over the counters and that's keep came off. They don't like the feeling. He would jump up and sit down on one piece of tinfoil and pull up the other oh. spot until he got a spot where he could sit down and then just pull up the rest. Oh. Like, yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> Squirt bottle at my old apartment. Um, when he'd get into stuff I'd spray him then eventually he learned how to bite the squirt bottle like chew on the end so it won't squirt him anymore he's smart he can open up drawers and stuff he, he's relentless like that and uh, sucks now because we just got new furniture
1: oh mm-hmm. it's,
0: it's, we had leather before now it's a fabric and I have all the tape on it like double sided tape that on the corners so they don't scratch that's where they like to go I'm mean, gonna spray, can put on it, but there's this time he'll just put his claws in the couch and look straight at me, straight at me in the eyes, and just be like, <laughs> "Fuck you," and I'm like, "No, damn you." That's why can okay, we have nice things? I'm sure you have got probably a million dog stories in the same realm.
1: Oh gosh, well my husband had a cat before um, we got married, and. um You know, I'm the nice wife and let him keep his furniture, but that (laughs) cat just, you know, really wore that, some parts of that leather out. So I was just saying, you know, I want a new couch, I want a new couch. And then, of course, I'm like, oh, we got a dog. We don't need a new couch. (laughs) Maybe when she's like five, you know, because then maybe we'll have kids and then we really won't need a new couch, you know. (laughs) I think the worst, though, is... or when she was a puppy she she liked to be up on the couch and of course my husband's like you shouldn't do this you know like, when she gets older she's gonna think she needs to be up here so one day she was up there and she just straight up looked at me and squatted and pissed off <laughs> I was so mad wow yeah i yeah. know i was like no that's Henry.
0: now that may get you Banned yeah. from the couch. I yeah. understand that moves. Down. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, but then I was like, "Thank God it's leather," <laughs> you know.
0: True, true. Yeah. We had leather before, and I like it. Just was so ratty in the corners. I
1: mm-hmm.
2: couldn't
0: wait, and like you know, College Town. He was like, "Well, maybe some call." I was like, "No, college kid's gonna take this crap. We take it straight <laughs> to the dump, man." I'm like, "It was it was fun throwing it out of the back of the truck and that stuff." And it was heavy it was recliner stuff. Mm-hmm. And she had gotten it like right when we first started dating and she's about a foot shorter than me. And so when you recline and kick up the feet, it works for her. But for me, it's like hitting me in the back of the knee. So I couldn't really sit on the couch as much. We had a chair that matched it. So mm-hmm. I sat in that, but our new stuff, oh,
1: it's yeah. glorious.
0: Shay's lounge. Oh, I mean, it's the other couch. I've uh, here. <laughs> taken a lot of naps on our new couch. Like, this instant it's going to happen. The moment i like, oh, I'm going to lay down and I'm asleep.
2: Yeah. And I
0: bought, like, a, like we're like, well, we got a new couch. We got to get a new TV. So I bought like a 70 inch TV. Like, our whole living room has been redone. And it, like, maybe it's COVID money, but we both worked. Yeah. During the whole pandemic, it was money that I didn't spend because I wasn't traveling, because I wasn't doing half the things. I was at home half time. So yeah. And I was, I was like, eyeing a new TV for a long time. And we knew we were getting new furniture but like we knew that we had to be diligent about keeping the cats w- one cat my cat away from scratching up everything he likes the ottoman right now is his thing i have to yell at oh. him so much yeah he's 13 years old and he i don't know you may have met carl at one point for all i know
1: maybe <laughs> so, yeah
0: Well, yeah
1: Oh, as to say, TVs, my husband hates me because every time they come out with a bigger one, I'm like, oh, there's an 84-inch there's an 87. I'm like, hmm. He goes, we don't need a bigger TV. <laughs> I'm the
0: one. You would think, you know. He works in technology. He should be at, like. Yes. The biggest, baddest, greatest TV. Like, oh.
1: Well, I mean, we've got a ton of them. So it's not like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, after we got that one. Now nah, I have flat screens in every room of the house. So, uh-huh. yeah, nice. so when we, have, we have guests over. um They can at least watch uh, the stream and stuff, I guess, probably. So it's hooked up to TVs. We only have one TV that's got like still have direct TV. We're old school. Oh, yeah. even though I should. <laughs> that, I know I got to get rid of it because I got half the streaming stuff that I can watch it on.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It just needs the time to sit down and go, okay, what would we don't need from this and that? But. Yeah, we work. We like. I don't want to think about that half the time. And then, like, that's my job is technology, so sometimes I just want to veg out to it, not deal with thinking about it half the time. So, yeah.
1: Well, you'll spend, like, an hour going through, like, Netflix, like, and come back to what you saw the first time.
0: Did you... There was a documentary on Netflix called The Last Blockbuster. I think it was on Netflix. And... and it talked about like the old days of going to blockbuster or a movie and walking down the rows and picking out a movie, you know, it's kind of a social thing. You might be there with a date, your friends. And Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I missed that. Cause you would find something, but yet I can't find anything with a thousand movies on Netflix or whatever to get scroll through. It's never the ones like they had in blockbuster
1: right no and it was and if you didn't get there like soon enough there was everything was gone
0: <laughs> yeah oh uh, the good old days that the next generation will not no understand
1: well you know and I don't think I had a cell phone till I was like a sophomore in college either so that's I didn't have one in college at all I was
0: a bit younger the bit older than you um <laughs> but I got one when I was living in New York, but it was like shared between my ex-wife and mm-hmm. I, and it was, yeah, emergencies only. Exactly. Then, no
2: like, texting.
0: Yeah, no texting. <laughs> and I remember like, okay, it was free texting in the same company, but if you send it to another one, it was 25 cents. People used to hate me. Then I just walk up to him and hand them like a bunch of quarters. and I'm like, I'm going to text you all night. Here you go. <laughs> they like that one. Um, so one last question for yes. you. Yes, since shows called "All My Friends" with Justin Flaskrud, how'd we meet? Oh gosh,
1: it's, it had to be Lovejoy's. That's, um, yeah. When I was working there, I must have been about twenty-one at the time, and um, what I like to consider the original crew, you know.
0: There you go.
1: You know, what we, year we did you like, start at Lovejoy's? Um, I think it was two thousand two oh wow you're
0: there before I started mm, or
1: 2000 yeah 2002 or 2003 but I'm pretty sure it was 2000 no 2003 I'm sorry right, um so because yeah I was a little past 21 at the time and so um yeah Carrie Bovee yeah was there and um yeah Gigi and Cameron that's kind of what I remember being Sarah Robison so yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, 2004 is when I became DJ at Lovejoy's. I'd hung there all through 2000, well, 2003, Mm -hmm. um, and I remember going in, and Kara was the manager, and I was like, I applied to be a doorman bouncer, and so I her my application. She's like, "You're DJ," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's been a couple years." She's like, "You DJ at the parlor." few years back and i was like yeah i just haven't i've moved i haven't really mm-hmm. done any dj and saying she's like you're a new dj and i was like uh, okay and so i was like i can do this i got it she's like you don't want any doorman still i was like no no dj's good a lot mm-hmm. easier mm-hmm. but i had to get like all my music together and uh pull it together and because i was totally changed what I was into at the time be- besides like dance club music. I was all in the jam band stuff. And so I was like, oh great. Now I gotta get all this stuff and make mixed CDs and because I was never gonna DJ off computer because my I still have the CDs I have from DJ in there. They're just nasty and gross and sticky and they Oh I ruined- remember
1: going through yeah. them.
0: They're gonna ruin so many laptops. So I'm glad I never did that through a laptop. Now I DJ through a laptop.
1: <laughs>
2: but
0: uh yeah oh yeah I have them. It's uh interesting every once in a while for like nostalgic shows I'll like go straight from this book and take a picture of it and be like remember this mix and uh, (laughs) this mix or I'd have a bunch of songs together so i go do extra curricular stuff and uh take shots and all that but it was oh yeah it was fun
1: oh yeah no Uh, I see her every once in a while too because she left not too long after you started though right um yeah her husband went to um chiropractor school Yep, and um, yeah, because I remember used to be able to smoke. In oh yeah, Lovejoy's, and they had the big um, pool table in the back and all kinds of things. So oh, yeah, of course, all that went away, and it is what it is now. They used to. I don't, I haven't been there in a while,
0: I and mean, they might have taken them down. We were celebrities on the wall for a long time. Oh
1: yeah, I think there was like two little frames that had stuff with us in it um and then I think they got much younger than us <laughs> <laughs> I was like
0: oh <laughs> I, I was I when they first started putting them up and there was a bunch of them I was like for as much as I'm here I'm up here like twice I was like, <laughs> like <"That> was fine. <laughs> was me. it's like am I taking these pictures half the time I was like I'm I, for as much as I'm here and then I just walk in and I just People are like, where are you on these? And i just be like, bam, right there and right there. I, and I go, oh, and that's me, but I'm in a Halloween costume. You can't tell it's me. And they're like, oh, yeah, right, right. And I was like, I know, for a guy that DJ'd here six years, I was not in all the pictures, which I, I was like, I was around every time. Yeah. I like, maybe I was ducking out of them. And I'm not one to shy from pictures. I'm okay <laughs> with it. I'm okay with that.
1: If you look at every picture I'm in, I swear my shirt's stained because I couldn't serve without spilling something on myself. And so, yeah, I was that person. So
0: it wasn't uncommon. You weren't the only one that spilled on yourself. I'm sure. I mean, there's a picture of like Cameron, Gigi and myself and Greg's got like like four or five stains down the front of his shirt. I mean, can we are behind the bar or something? And I was like, yeah, that's about Norm. I'm sure Cameron did too. And so I was like, that's why I didn't handle food or do any of that stuff. Cause I was, i was like, I'm the talent. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Even though I make the same, no, I made an hourly wage. I didn't make tips. I got to admit, I had to like hustle my own tips.
2: I
1: had yeah. to put out a little
0: jar or be like, I take it for drinks too. Yeah. So little mini drinks. I'll play
1: your song next for a five. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, if I, yeah. there was one time I got a $20 tip for just playing. Like, not like good eating music. Like people are still eating,
1: okay. like just
0: chill music. And this guy comes over and he's like, here's 20. Thank you. And I'm like, what do you want to hear? And he's like, no, we're leaving. You kept it chill and like some great background stuff. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, we didn't have everybody screaming and singing and spilling drinks. I was like, sweet. Thank you, man. Well, come back and I'll play your song.
1: You didn't want to uh, look, look really hot, hot in her?
0: <laughs> no, no. 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 Well, Lindsay, I'm to uh, thank you for being on the show.
1: Thank you. Good to see you, Justin, as always. So. <laughs>
0: Friends, I am still looking for an artist or artist to make an intro for the show or just some transition music like you just heard, maybe guitar line, drum line. Let me know if that's you or if you know an artist. I will promote that artist every show. Now, you can connect with me on my Facebook page, all my friends with Justin Flaskrude, or email me at Rudaddy at hotmail.com, R-U-D-E-D-A-D-D-Y, At hotmail.com and let me know if you're that artist I will promote the hell out of you or your friends band or whoever it is that gets me that music now I'd like to thank Lindsay for being on the show and I hope to get to see her at a Wyoming cowboy home football game this season and for you other listeners out there if you ever want to catch up with your favorite DJ or if you met me at other point in my life or your life You can see me at a Wyoming football game. We'll have a drink together, we'll yell go pokes, and we'll have a good time. Or even if you just want to meet me and you've never met me before, if you want to match my face to my voice, yeah, I'll hang with fellow Wyoming fans and uh, we'll have a grand old time. So I can't wait to get back to football and seeing my friends in person. On to the next episode.